0: Hello, hello, hello. I know, it's a, I know it's Friday and it's a few days later than we usually record, but uh, it's uh, time for another episode of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Alex back from the woodshed, please subscribe, like, and share the Swanky and Sports YouTube page. Where you can see all my content. You can test me on some tri- trivia if you want. I'm always in for some trivia questions. Also, check out the Big D podcast on Spotify and Apple. So, back from taking the misses out for Valentine's Day, mowing loans and repairing his iPhone screen, is Alex.
1: Thank you for the wonderful introduction, Dylan. Glad to be here. A little later than, uh, than usual, but, you know, better late than never, as they say. It's been a uh, very interesting week for me. But, uh, as always, glad to be back in the show. So,
0: glad, happy to be here. You must have been you must have been in Miami
1: when the Dolphins got their coaching staff all figured out, right? <laughs> I mean, it seems like former legends just reunited. I mean, Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan back coaching the de- assistant coach in the defense. We're bringing the boys back together. We just need some Jason Taylor and Zach Zach Thomas on that defense, we'll be good to go. You'd rather have Zach Thomas and Cannon than in Miami right now, right? Uh, that's probably pretty accurate, yes. <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, I figured we start this episode by talking about one man and one man in particular, the, the goat of receivers right now. Okay, okay, he's not Jerry Righteous yet, but maybe. how about the best receiver in football? The year of Cooper Cup.
1: It has been the year of Cooper Cup for sure, and – what, how poetic is it to add a uh, Super Bowl MVP award on top of his already incredible season and uh, the plenty of war- awards he's given his fantasy football owners throughout the year?
0: Uh, so let me tell you Cooper Cups here, if I, if I can write it up. In the regular season, 145 catches for 1,947 yards and 16 touchdowns. I'm just saying, if you drafted and Cooper Cup was not the first wide receiver to go off the board, he I think it was like a full fifth rounder in most leagues. Who would have been like number the number one receiver? Probably Tyree Kill.
1: Tyree Kill, Devontae you know, Adams, maybe.
0: Devontae Adams, maybe DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah. Def- definitely, Tyreek and Devontae were up there in the most most of the uh, drafts I was seeing. But yeah, no, I mean Cooper Cup. I mean, he has got to be the biggest value value fantasy asset of the whole year. I mean, you end you end as the most dominant fantasy football player. Him and Jason, uh, Jason, we've been talking about Miami too much. Don- Him and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, obviously took the fantasy football leagues by storm this season. And uh, I mean, there's, there's not much better you can get than Cooper Cup in the fourth or fifth round, like you said.
0: And then in the playoffs, all he did was catch 33 balls for 478 yards and one, two, three, four, five, six touchdowns.
1: I mean, it's just a continuation of everything he's been doing all season. I mean, getting the receptions, getting the yardage, getting the touchdowns especially. I mean, it's just – it's everything you can hope for and more in a wide receiver. I mean, Matthew Stafford – Big shout out to him. I mean, Matthew Stafford, Super Bowl champion, that is now. But um, you know, it's you. It's just the LA Rams went all or nothing, and it, and it paid off. You know, you bring in a quarterback that uh, is better than Jared Goff, which is really, I think, just what they were looking for—a guy who can uh, lead you to a Super Bowl and and win a Super Bowl for you. Obviously, Goff took the Rams to the Super Bowl and did not have the greatest of Super Bowl performances. But um, you know, it's they did. They did it their way, and they did it the McVay way, and it sure paid off for him.
0: Alex, uh, I was really impressed with how Cooper Cup played uh, with uh, how decimated the Rams' receiving call was because Robert was his ACL earlier in the year. Kyle missed the Super Bowl, and then Odell Beckham tore the same, AC, same ACL against the same team for the second consecutive
1: year yeah it's I mean it just seems like you know they asked Cooper Cup to do it all and even that wasn't too big of an ask for him I mean that's just it just shows how big of a superstar he really is I mean there's a it's not a one-hit wonder when you come into a situation like that because yeah I mean you hit it right on the head especially in the Super Bowl I mean you've got the Cincinnati Bengals knowing that Cooper Cup is, is by far the most dangerous weapon on that LA Rams offense and sure uh you know Eli Apple wasn't going to be able to do much to stop him and it didn't really seem like much of the uh, rest of the Cincinnati Bengals defenders could do much about him either I mean you can know he's getting the ball every play of the game and it seems like Matthew Stafford just still finds a way to get that ball to Cup and Cooper Cup still finds a way to make the play so I mean highly impressive throughout the season highly impressive throughout the playoffs highly impressive throughout the Super Bowl just an all-around amazing year and honestly Cooper Cup got one MVP vote. I think I saw one vote. I, I I'm just gonna reiterate my one of my biggest frustrations when it comes to the NFL and just change the NFL MVP to quarterback of the year award. I mean, it's it's so <laughs> it's so ridiculous how just completely comp- That's it's the only thing they care about when it comes to the MVP races. It's just which quarterback had. It. Had the most impressive year, had the best numbers, whatever you want to go off of. But it's 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 not a fair, it's not a fair tr- award, it's not a fair trophy. I mean, the Rams would not have been Super Bowl champions without Cooper Cup. They might not have even made the playoffs with Cooper Cup. And you're telling me that that's not a most valuable player candidate? More than one vote? I'm just I'm sick of the MVP award, and I think it, it's it just needs to they need to retool it because it's just a quarterback of the year award.
0: Yeah, and by the yeah, and by the way, uh, how, what happened to the Aaron Rodgers guy? Oh wait, he lost to the San Francisco 49ers, But that's story for another day. Yes, it is. So, Alex, um, I told you that um, the Cooper Cup scored six receiving touchdowns this postseason. Uh, do you know who's got the
1: record? Record for postseason touchdown receptions in, in a season. In one season. Um, A receiver who's made it deep in the playoffs a lot. I immediately think of New England, but New England England hasn't really had that many standout receivers throughout that dynasty. Um, I'm just going to guess and say Randy Moss. No. All right. Uh, Devontae Adams. No. Hmm. I don't know. Do you want a hint?
0: Sure. Aaron Rodgers is probably sick of him catching touchdowns again against the Packers. Hmm. In uh, the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I immediately think of a... Saint or a Michael Thomas, Stefan Diggs, Adam theon No, I don't know. Let me hear it. Larry, Larry Fitz? Fitzgerald. Really? Six, seven,
0: two thousand eight, when the Arizona Cardinals almost won the Super Bowl the 10.
1: Steelers. Okay. God, yeah. See that that that's surprise, not surprising because Larry Fitzgerald is the ultimate legend. But you know, I. I You know, the Cardinals, a Cardinals receiver wasn't really something that was popping up in my head there. But all right, interesting. Good for Larry Fitzgerald. One of my favorite players of all time who has never worn a Dolphin uniform. Fun fact about Larry Fitzgerald.
0: All right. Uh, (laughs) I finally stumped it. You need to stump me with some trivia ones. How about you come on the podcast and next week trivia and like you come up with a trivia question for me?
1: All right. I can make that happen. All right. Um, where are we going from here? Uh let's see. There are, you know, we've been talking about it a lot leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it's been it's been a nice year in in the sense of, you know, two teams going to the Super Bowl who aren't, you know, the, the stalwarts of uh, the deep playoff pushes. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals this year won their first playoff game. Uh, For the first time in 31 years, not only did they win one, but they made it all the way to the Super Bowl before, unfortunately, losing to the LA Rams, who have had a little bit of, who have had some recent playoff success, but you know, it's not, it's been a little up and down for the uh, St. Louis slash LA Rams in the last couple of decades. I want to hear Dylan. I want to hear a team that could pop that pops into your head with the ability and potential to maybe make a surprise Super Bowl run like we saw from the Cincinnati Bengals this season.
0: I don't know if it'd be a surprise Super Bowl run, but if you ask, but if you ask me in terms of Super Bowl favor, the Bills have got to be the favorite for Super Bowl next year with Josh Allen, the most talented quarterback. I didn't say best, but most talented quarterback. But gotcha. In terms of a team capable of making a surprise run in the Super Bowl,
1: a team that maybe might be able to make an offseason splash that can really, you know, take either the LA Rams approach of just go, going all in or the Cincinnati Bengals approach of just, you know, building around a couple f- few nucleus pieces and, and kind of building from there. You can go either way
0: with it. Tennessee Times.
1: Okay. All right, I could see the Titans adding a couple pieces. I mean, and, then,
0: and I look and I look at the uh, quarter at your ex Dolphin quarterback as position A, B, C, and D.
1: Yeah,
0: because Ryan Tannehill is not capable of winning a Super Bowl. We saw Joe Burrow, out, who was sacked nine times in that game, outplayed Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, how does
1: that happen? Because Ryan Tannehill is not a very good quarterback. That's how that happens. Well, then,
0: but how did we, well, we get the number one seed over Mahomes,
1: Allen, and Burrow? Uh, a lot of help, uh, mostly by a guy named Derrick Henry for the first half of the season. And then, you know, just, you know, fortunately for the Titans, they get to play the Jaguars and the Texans twice a year. So okay, okay,
0: okay, okay, ha- okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait
1: a minute. Uh, What's I know.
0: Record against the Bills and Dolphins this year.
1: Right, 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 right. And the Colts. You can throw the Colts in there, too.
0: By the way, what happened when you guys played the Titans? We we What happened when you played the Titans in Nashville? They kicked we, your sorry butts out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, we don't have to talk about that game. But, yeah, you know, I mean, either way, you know, I, I definitely agree with you that I think uh, they get a uh, – if, if the Tennessee Titans can bring in a really – solid plug-in quarterback that could step into that Tennessee. plug
0: quarterback, plug-in quarterback. Hell, get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Someone you can just plug into the system and not have to worry about. Like, that's not necessarily just like a, a guy. I'm saying like someone that you can put in and have the confidence that that you don't need to game plan around, that you don't need to have all the focus on Derrick Henry. Some guy that can scare you in the air as, as opposed to having Derrick Henry on the ground. But, I mean, honestly, I think the Tennessee Titans, as long as they stay healthy next year, they could very well. I mean, they probably are a quarterback away from really making a Super Bowl run. So I definitely agree with that pick. I have another team from the AFC that pops in my head. So, uh, kind of
0: Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're picking the Pittsburgh Steelers, aren't you?
1: I am not, believe it or not. I'm picking a team. Who I could see have a similar run to a, a little oh, bit.
0: Oh, I see. I know you're picking. You're picking the
1: Colts. No, not wrong again, Dylan. I may not be able to stump you on trivia, but my my Super Bowl splash chasing team for next season is going to be the L.A. Chargers. I like the way you're
0: thinking.
1: Obviously, you know, Justin Herbert is a star in the making. He is a young quarterback on the cusp of trying to do what Joe Burrow has done in his second season and take his team to the Super Bowl. You obviously have Austin Eckler, Eckler, one of the most dynamic running backs in the NFL. Keenan Allen, one of the most electric receivers in the NFL, one of the best yak guys in the NFL. Mike Williams had a big year. You know one thing about the L.A. Chargers that maybe some people might not quite know about? You know, they've got the third most cap in the NFL. Obviously, that's not going to uh, all go straight to free agents. you got to save some of that for draft. You've got to re-sign some guys. But still, having the third most cap and one guy, that scares me to death. But one guy I've been hearing be linked to the L.A. Chargers. No, I mean, possibly, but... I've heard a couple rumors lately about, and I think this would be, this. I think this one addition could completely turn the Chargers into a Super Bowl team, Mike Gesicki. I've been hearing the Miami Dolphins, because the Miami Dolphins have Emmanuel Ogba and Mike Gesicki, both uh, coming up as free agents this offseason. And although the Miami Dolphins do have the highest cap in the NFL, will they give – Mike Gasicki and Emmanuel Ogba, those extensions, who knows? Well, I'm not sure. But if they were to let one go, and Mike Gasicki is that guy, imagine Mike Gasicki in the tight end position for the, L- for the L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert keenan allen mike Gesicki, and mike williams in that offense that sounds like a terrifying offense to me you give them those many you give them all those weapons on offense with still the third most caps facing the nfl i think the la chargers could do a mix of what the rams and the bengals have done throw a bunch of money at people bring in a bunch of high profile guys and still use your young core nucleus to to uh lead yourself to a super bowl i think the chargers could very easily make a very nice run uh at A's chance of the Super Bowl next season.
0: Well, two problems with the Chargers. One, I think Brandon Staley just called the timeout in your plan. And B, uh, did you see LA's defense or maybe more so lack of run defense last year? Uh,
1: yes, however. Another problem the Chargers always have is injuries. I mean, Terwin James is got to be one of the most unlucky unluckiest talented young players in the nfl it seems like he recently has not been able to stay on the field and that has helped that has definitely hurt at least their passing defense but you know that's why they've got the cap space sign a couple defensive studs a defensive lineman maybe a nice little linebacker add a couple pieces of that defense and i don't know
0: I I will say I do like your Chargers take because with Justin Herbert on his rookie contract, LA doesn't have to worry about him the next year or so. Now next year, when Justin Herbert will probably get a stupid contract extension in the neighborhood of four hundred to five hundred million, that might be another story.
1: You're very right about that. However, next season Chargers might spend big. That's book it. (laughs) So.
0: You know, the LA Rams went all in and were awarded handsomely with the Matthew Stafford blockbuster trade. What team should be looking at going all at going all in and making a big time quarterback move?
1: Well. I think you definitely uh, kind of previewed that very nicely with the Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee Titans talk. I think the Titans could be a team to look out for to really, because they've got so many solid pieces already. They're in a relatively weak division. I think that the Titans would probably be interested in looking at bringing one of these big time guys and another team that you mentioned earlier as well. And I'm honestly like, these were the two teams I was thinking about when you brought up this, this, uh, this uh, segment but the Pittsburgh Steelers I mean if the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously they still have weapons they've got some really nice young pieces and Najee Harris and Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson they've got some great young studs on the defensive side of the ball I mean the, the Pittsburgh Steelers I think unfortunately for them and unfortunately for Steelers fans had been hurt by Ben Roethlisberger in the last couple of years just because of you know his his age just growing and his uh play kind of unfortunately falling off uh at from the point it once was but you bring in a nice uh, stud quarterback into into in pittsburgh with that environment with that defense with those weapons they've got on offense i think the steelers could be a team that would definitely be looking to bring some bring in a, a nice quarterback obviously you know the situation's a little murky over there right now with ben re, re, uh retiring do i think the uh next season's Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback is on their current roster, I would have to say no. So I definitely think the Steelers, like you said, the Titans uh, are definitely two teams to look for when it comes to uh, adding a big name quarterback and trying to make a run.
0: Uh, I mean, I want to say the Titans, but I felt like we've already said that. You already took the other, my other, other team was going to say, how about uh, the Washington, what are they now? The Washington? Yeah. Command Commanders or some, something. Because I think we could safely say Ryan Fitzpatrick looked like he was a 49, a 38, 39-year-old bearded quarterback. It's not Taylor Heineke. What do you mean? We didn't even see a Ryan Fitzpatrick play last season. Well, he's well, he's well, he might join uh, Tom Blaney and Ben Roethlisberger. Playing picnic, playing picnic games with the kids. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I look at Washington and think, those guys have got a great defensive line. I really like Antonio Gibson. I think Terry McLaurin deserves having somebody as a competent quarterback. And I'm just saying, do you really think the doubt? I mean, and... You really think that Dallas Cowboys are going to just walk away with the NFC East again? It seems like nobody can grab a hold of that division. I think Washington's the team. I should be looking at one of these guys. I really like Ron Rivera as the head coach. Yeah. You imagine what Russell Wilson and Terry McLaurin can do?
1: Yeah. No, the Washington's definitely a good shot. I mean, you you add a guy like Russell or Russell Wilson, like you said, and and that could cause some problems, especially like you said that I mean that NFC East is a revolving door. It just seems like every year there's a new team that steps up or no teams that step up to try and win that division. But um, I think Washington's definitely a good shout. And I'm a little surprised you didn't say uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for that for that uh for this little topic because obviously. Um, you know, with Tom Brady, we assume is retiring. I mean... Oh,
0: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not 100%. I think Tom Brady will be back
1: next year. Yeah. I think he's falling a bread fall. I was just about to say, you know, is this a Brett Favre where he comes in and out, and in and out, and in and out? You know, it's tough. I was very confident that Tom Brady wasn't going to retire, and then he announced it. But, I mean, it seems like he wants to spend time with his family. Whether or not he... Uh, realizes this offseason that he might regret that decision and decide that you know i got plenty of time to spend with my family but only a little bit of time left to play in the nfl who knows i mean obviously i'm hoping he stays stays retired and if he does i think tampa would be in the market for a quarterback but who knows maybe bruce arians knows something we don't but uh moving on to a final section uh, a segment for us i you know we talked about cooper cup a lot at the head of this show and uh it's just you know nice to see one of those fantasy players kind of come from one of those mid rounds have a dominant season in fantasy and in the nfl and i just kind of want to i, w- I want to hear if you have a guy uh fantasy football players nfl fans get out your pens and paper start taking some notes because i want to hear a guy that dylan might See replicate Cooper Cup season this year. It's easy.
0: It's a wide receiver. Okay. From the it's a wide receiver who I don't know if he played against you guys week 17, but you should be quite familiar with him.
1: Week 17. So not week 18, week 17. Correct. Um Tennessee. You think AJ Brown is gonna be the next Cooper Cup next season? I'm saying I think who, I think AJ Brown
0: has got all the potential. Did you see his target share last year?
1: No.
0: I mean, I love AJ Brown's target share. And I so and you just and I feel like AJ Brown has got the chance of being not just the guy and i one of the guys, but maybe the guy in fantasy.
1: Yeah. It's. I mean, I I do like AJ Brown. The biggest qu- problem with AJ Brown, I feel like, is Ryan Tannehill. And back to what we've been saying, if the Tennessee, if the Tennessee Titans go big and go and find a replacement quarterback, which I think is an, is definitely a key aspect of why you're giving this AJ Brown call, um, he could be a monster. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, how,
0: I mean, how about the, these games last year against the Chiefs? Nine, eight for one thirty-three and a touchdown. Yeah. Next week against the Colts, 10 for 155 in the score. The big Thursday night game against the Niners, 11 for 145 in the score. And the playoff game, 5 for 142 in the score. just saying, A.J. Brown's a man of love sports.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's, I fa- mean,
0: he's faster and probably bigger than Cooper Cup.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everyone was talking about when Julio Jones came in, like, is Julio going to stay healthy? If he is healthy, how much reps is he going to take from A.J. Brown? Julio Jones was a non-factor this season. So it, it definitely goes to show that A.J. Brown is the number one guy without a shadow of a doubt. I don't know if anyone was really questioning that when Julio got brought in. But, um, I mean, I, I, know, I know I was at least a little concerned about, you know, Julio's a name. Obviously, he's not going to be there every week, but you know he's not going to be there every week. The weeks that he is there, you got to watch out for him. Obviously, that did not necessarily uh, come to fruition. Was a weak year for Julio Jones this season, and honestly, just made AJ Brown look even better. And he really carried that that Tennessee Titans receiving core. So I think I think AJ Brown is definitely a stud. I think with in the right situation with a better quarterback, I think he could absolutely be a number one fantasy football receiver next year. You know, one guy I want to bring up. You know, I don't think necessarily he can make a Cooper cup transformation. I don't think he will necessarily be in in the conversation for top one, top two, top three wide receiver in the NFL, but one guy I really am interested to watch a lot of next season. Unfortunately for him, he just plays on a terrible team, but I'm on Ross St. Brown. How about the second half of the season he had for the Detroit Lions? I would, I mean, if the Detroit Lions could ever get that franchise figured out and really, I mean, they've got some pieces. I love Dan Campbell as a head coach. DeAndre Swift is one of the best young running backs in the NFL. And I'm on, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think that man has some potential to be a really nice receiver in this league. Obviously, you know, is Jared Goff, the guy that's going to win football games for the Detroit Lions, didn't happen very much this season, but you know, if, if Dan Campbell can really have, I mean, this is going to be his first real full off season after coaching the team after, um, you know, seeing what he has to work with and then making the adjustments and making the improvements to his team uh, after a full season. I think the Detroit lions have potential to maybe not, I'm not going to say they're going to be in the, in the playoff chase, but I think they might slowly grow from the bottom of the barrel teams that we've seen. And I think I'm on Ross St. Brown, maybe, like I said, Not doesn't have the ceiling of a Cooper Cup A.J. Brown top five fantasy receiver. He's just a guy that I'm really going to be interested to watch next season and kind of see him grow, because I think he's got all the potential in the world. And, and, and he had a great second half of the season playing on the Detroit Lions, which has you have to give him credit for that.
0: Only won a few people, probably won a few people, some, fantasy, some fantasy leagues. Absolutely. So, thanks for hopping on, Alex. Uh, the, I don't know if you, you'll notice, but, uh, we but Alex experienced a technical glitch. Uh, the old laptop battery ran on the PAL. so we had, so his cat needed to restart the power, the power. So, thanks for hopping on, Alex. And uh, hopefully, we'll be talking maybe a
1: Dolphins-Jags AFC championship game soon. Oh yeah, absolutely! Don't sign me up for that. I will fly. Oh, we we can drive up to Jacksonville. We can drive down to Miami. But if that ever happens, then we're going to that game. All right.
0: We're not flying to London, though.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe not flying to London. You know, I, I'm gonna have flashbacks about the Jaguars in London, so uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not about that. But uh, whether north, whether south, you know, I'll, I'll make that trip with you.
0: But would you make it? Would you make it if they played a
1: Super Bowl in Hawaii? Well, they can't play a Super Bowl, Dylan. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yes, sure. If, my, if the Miami Dolphins make the Super Bowl in the next 10 years, I am going to probably take out a small loan and really not make the greatest financial decision. But it'll be worth it. At Ten grand. Yeah, you know, it's all right. Can, I'll just call it a student loan. Maybe it'll get forgiven. Who knows? But... <laughs> Thank you, but anyways, thanks for having me on Dylan. It's a pleasure to be here as, as always, you know, we, well, I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be uh, discussing next, next time we meet, but uh, well, I'm sure we'll get something going and fins uh, up.